0: Good day, everyone. I'm Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Molden. And this is the Vince and Bill Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for listening in. Yes, thanks for joining us again today. We had another great service today. We are outside. If if you're joining us, uh, or if you haven't joined us, you should know we had the second of three consecutive outdoor services. Uh, We're just sort of easing our way back into full participation. Uh, We met out on the north side. Uh, We uh, had a great service today. It was a great time. Uh, Pretty much one mic, one song leader, and one man preaching the word. Bill Molden (laughs) preached the word today. Preached from uh, Acts chapter 11, verses 19 and following. It's a very familiar section for those of us uh, that if you've studied the Bible in our churches before, before, it's when the Christians, the Christians were called first at Antioch. And uh, really great lesson today, Bill. Thank you so much. Um, You were kind of in... Bill Molden uh, form today. You got to do a little uh, Roman history today. Uh, give us a little lesson on the Roman Emperor uh, Caligula. So, uh, but I, I just think it's always cool when you go historical for us, brother. And so, uh, hey, yeah, man. we want to kind of share a little bit of the context. And it really was set up really well by communion today, done by Warren Pottinger, where he went back to seventy A.D. Uh, Jerusalem being destroyed anyway, just how relevant that is for us today, but it was a great setup for a sermon and you gave us a little history lesson. So I thought it would be good in case you missed the sermon today, you can get a little bit of taste of Bill's, Bill's history.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's one of those things where I think when we, we, we know the book of acts is radical because it's defining for us the first century church. We want to be like the first century church, but a lot of times it's the things that Luke doesn't record mm-hmm. that just make everything that happens in this book stand out. Cause you have to remember this is written to Romans. So when he, That's when right. he makes, when he's talking about this period of time, especially about a famine, which I didn't read the 27 through 30, I kind of saved for missions. I just thought mm-hmm. maybe I should mm-hmm. leave that on okay. the, good, on the good, tree good, for good, you good, good, anyway. Good. But he mentions that this happened during the reign of Claudius, which was something that was going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a Roman leader, you know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He's talking about the time when Caligula, uh, was on the throne. He was leading Rome into the most depraved era of its current generation, only to be outdone by Nero, uh, not the next emperor, but the emperor after Claudius, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but Caligula's boldest statement and his greatest political mistake was that he insisted to be worshipped as God. Yeah, and that insistence led to a anti-Semitic uh, uh, revolt in Alexander Egypt, uh, which which happened uh, right around uh, 36, 37. Uh, that revolt spilled over into Pal- uh, Palestine. Uh, which uh, Caligula commanded uh, the the Syrian governor to to f- put an engraved image of himself in their temple, mm-hmm. and of course Israel threatened to that this was going to cause all out war. And hey, man, big props to this to the governor who refused yeah. uh, to to do that. Uh, and and then of course uh, in Antioch, really kind of you can almost kind of see it started in Alexandria. This, this uh, anti-Semitic feeling goes all the way up through Palestine. And now we're at the very, very, very far north of the Levant uh, at Antioch. And there it is just bubbling up um, where you have, uh, you have uh, uh, Greeks, and it's specifically Greeks. I didn't get a chance to get into the lesson. Uh, Antioch was a free state. So they retained their own heritage, much like Israel. So these were the people that Alexander brought as uh, they came and swept through everything. Antioch was a Greek settlement that stayed Greek. So these are Greeks, you know, and now they're under Roman rule, just like Israel is, but they are Greeks. They have no loyalty to anyone except themselves. And then... When this group in their city was causing trouble that would, would impact them through taxes and embargoes, they go through and they just started slaughtering Jews. Hmm. And then in response, the high priest Phineas sends an army to slaughter them back. Yeah. You know, and, and it's so funny how this is happening 39. This is when these no-name disciples show up in Antioch. And start doing what uh, what we what we talked mostly about today. They started gospeling. Yeah, they started bringing the good news, but modeling it because they were Jewish themselves, walking over to their Greek neighbors and saying, "There is a different Lord who doesn't cause all of this sort of stuff." In fact, the God that that the Jews are representing—they're not doing a great job representing this God. Right this is what God wants yeah. and just how that caught fire in the city of Antioch.
0: Yeah. I think that's what, uh, that's what was really cool. Uh, you know, that you were able to, uh, not only share just kind of what's going on and paint that picture, uh, for us, but that just sort of lay out for the church. And this is who we are. You know, are we not in a time right now where, you know, people are being pitted one against another culture against culture, honestly, sex, gender against politics, gender, politically, yeah. all of these things. But these are the times when the disciples, they in their gospeling, and I love how you put it, just the verb uh, tense of gospel, in their actions, that they are crossing all kind of boundaries and infringing on, on boundaries, if you will, and crossing lines and just caught up in the spirit of God and just... Just going to the, the 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 doing the unthinkable, the undoable, you might say, things that should not be done, and but you really kind of laid out for us that that is who we, that's who we're supposed to be. Are they not? And I think we can miss that, in this little section that yeah. we're all so familiar with. We forget that hey, lines were being crossed. You know, boundaries are being infringed upon. And uh, we missed that. That, and I love that you talked about. And these are the no names.
1: Yeah, there. Yeah.
0: You know, you've got all of the people. Of course, Barnabas stood out here. Paul. You know, they're all talked about. But really, all of the disciples were on fire, and they were just caught up in the spirit, and they were infringing all kind of boundaries. And I, I love that you talked. I just thought maybe you would want to share that a little bit more with us uh you know about what well, even I'm even interested how it is how did you get to I love the fact you talked about them being no names. So maybe you can just kinda tell us how did you come to that? Yeah. Because you know? well, the person who stands out is Barnabas. Absolutely and that's who you're usually willing to talk about in this section but you you bring up the no name so yeah well and it's
1: uh you know and it comes back to our quiet times which okay. happens every tuesday and thursday at 7 30 a.m uh, <laughs> uh okay. but uh, dennis boyle is actually the one that kind of introduced that phrase he, yeah. you know he's just there he's you know and if you don't know dennis he is awesome but he's just a guy who's just gonna call it like he sees yeah, it and he goes yeah, yeah i just like the fact that these were no name disciples and i was like. Uh, yeah, that's exactly who they were. So uh, Dennis, big props there. But yeah, these uh, the, the fact that we know more about where they're from, mm. but we don't know their names that's awesome. says a lot. And it also kind of says that Luke probably knew
0: yeah.
1: who they were. Yeah. But for the sake of the story, it's better for us just to realize this is just what disciples do. Mm disciples went disciples were scattered disciples were made disciples crossed that line disciples you know i i love this idea that that luke is being incredibly intentional in his craft because this is what we're being called to do yeah you know we have to we have to step across whatever lines the world's trying to put up between us mm-hmm. we we have to model that we have to fight for it which is which is why I'm so proud of how how the church is really wrestling with issues of race and gender and politics. That we're not shying away from that. We're right. not making that the main thing either. Right. You know, we have been consistent in preaching Jesus, but in our relationships with one to another, we're gospeling. Yeah, I think it, it is. It is the it is the fertile soil that that things like the grace of God yeah. and the uh the Lord's hand being with them that it's almost as if God is saying this is what I want to bless.
0: Yeah, that's good. I
1: want to bless people that are going to take my example so seriously that we're just going to create a new form of the of the word for you. Yeah. You yeah. weren't you weren't preaching, you weren't talking you were showing what the gospel is.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think that's another uh, thing you did really well. You 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 said that uh, that you know these guys when they <clears throat> when they when they arrive right when when Barnabas goes and he 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 doesn't even. First of all, that the people don't even know what to call this and I, and, I, and 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 something you did today which I honest had never heard before. You talked about the Christ the disciples who call Christians first at Antioch. And yeah, likewise m- most of the time that's a great point to go with someone, hey, you know how many times the word Christians in the Bible? Yeah. You know what I mean? It shows up three times and it seems to be connected with the idea of persecution, perhaps. But you you did something a little different. You 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 opened our minds to perhaps that it wasn't just even about the persecution that that these guys really didn't know what to call this thing.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I really should have hit harder. Because there's both sides are standing in amazement at this group in between them. Sure. So you could imagine there is the Jewish quarter of the city yeah. that's feeling all sort of way towards the Greeks. The Greeks are feeling super suspicious yeah. of of the Jews. I mean this is a fresh wound in the mind of the city. And here's this group in between. Yeah. You know, that's meeting together, that's loving one another, calling each other brother, sister. Yeah. What wow. What do you call them? The Jews certainly weren't going to go, yeah, they're with us. Yeah. Uh, the Greeks certainly didn't know, well, they're not Jews. Right. And so this name, you know, again, I do think it is associated with persecution sure. when Peter sure. writes about it. Sure. Uh, I th- kind of think it might be associated with uh, uh, persecution towards the end of Acts when yeah. it's used again. Yeah. But here... I just think they, they just needed a new name. That's how radical, that's how radical this group was. They were so different that they had to give them a new name. I love it. You are little Christ. We don't know what to do with you yet. We don't know how to feel about you yet, but more and more people are seeing peace. They're seeing real change. They're seeing what what the Greeks were hoping to protect their city from and the Jews were hoping to see come to earth, they were seen in these little Christians. Uh, And I just think for me, I feel so challenged by
0: that. Yeah, well, likewise, I do as well. And and it really puts Christianity in its right place. I mean, I love that you paint that picture for us that there's the Jews on one side, the, the Greeks on one side. And these disciples really in the place they need to be, modeling, you know, uh, crossing boundaries, modeling, feeding widows, and 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 loving those on the fringe of society, and and every bit of it. They're so different, so so unique, and they're not different because they're trying to be different. They're, they're, I, mean, I mean, they're intentional about how they live, but the intentional way that they live makes them different from everyone else around them and i really believe that that is such that that, that is a call is that not the call for all christians Amen. today we should be living such intentional lives that it should be just obvious there's something different about you and i i'm always bill i wonder what you think but the, but i'm always concerned when uh when christianity becomes too mainstream yeah yeah. i'm always concerned when it when and we're doing everything to sort of make it mainstream make it easy to swallow palatable for everyone we're we're trying to make the music flow like the other music we're trying to Mm. do everything trying to make it seem like and so i'm curious as to what you think you know even in the context of our sermon today right what does that mean for us today? What? How should we as Christians today look at just this, this simple reality that on one side is this and on the other side is this, and these Christians, you say in the middle, say on the French, but sure. certainly... They're not like either. So yeah. what 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 do what do you think that means for us today?
1: Well, you know, and as we kind of as we watch the Book of Acts kind of develop and retell the same story over and over again, if you're a if you're a Bible nerd, pay attention to this. You're going to see Luke do this a couple of times when he gives this amazing. He kind of we're we're right up in someone's living room, Peter and Cornelius, and now all of a sudden we're we're. We're up and down the coastline of Phoenicia. You you know, he loves to pull the lens back and kind of show these big picture moments, go down into Barnabas and then come back because he wants us to kind of see that Christianity really grew because it was in the margins. Yeah. It wasn't on the side of power. Yeah, it wasn't trying to fit in with the Greeks. Yeah, well, it wasn't trying to f- be good with the Jews. Mm-hmm. It wasn't trying to impress Rome. Right. It it literally abdicated its 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 rightful pursuit of power. Mm. You know the way every other religion should have started. They should have like gotten their doctrine together, petitioned Rome to be added to the pantheon mm. of Roman religion, mm. to be accepted Rome-wide, and no one could mess with them. Uh, instead, they chose to stay in the margins. And I think the reason why is that even from the beginning, Jesus always hung out with the losers.
0: That's right.
1: And that's just kind of where Christianity is. That's right. You know, where is it darkest? That's right. You know where are the people without power? That's right. Who are the marginalized? Let's go there. That's it. You know, and Antioch, as powerful as this city was, was a city ripped apart, and it and it's no wonder to me that Luke that Luke is making like this amazing explanation of this is where Christianity once it left Jerusalem, this is where it grabbed roots. We don't hear the the church in Jerusalem hearing from. Tarshish, where Paul was. We don't we don't hear it about any of these other congregations, but man, where it was darkest. Yeah. Where the where both sides were disenfranchised, both sides were at war, both sides were hurting, scarred, discouraged. They were they were on the side of losing. That's good. Both sides lost. They were losers. And Christianity showed up here. And so, you know, for us as a modern church, I, I do think we have to be careful you know because we especially as americans we're used to having some power yeah. to having some say to having some like hey this is how it can look instead of really thinking are, are we where the, are we where the darkness is yeah good point you know, do the do the marginalized feel welcomed here?
0: That's really good. You know, that's a great point. And, I, and which brings it kind of, you know, you, you know, your last point or at least one of the, as you were kind of wrapping up, you talk about Barnabas traveling there and really Barnabas. I, you know, you, you paint a great picture of Barnabas showing up and he, you know, they're, they're probably they're obviously they're, they they have the Old Testament that they are living into the Following the spirit of God, and, and I can only imagine Barnes go. Okay, so so where are they at again, and what what where are they meeting? You know, you you yeah. come to St. Louis, you know what the Gateway City Church is 93, 9330. yeah ninety three thirty Stansberry Stansberry Avenue Stansbury Avenue what's in Terrace? But but you, but Barnes goes, how, how will I know? What it he just shows up and he sees the grace of God, and he walks in, and and, and, and you know what he goes. That's it. that's it. that's God's grace. And that is, is that not what Christianity is? And that's what should be obvious about the Christian faith is that you should walk in and you should see all of these these people that don't belong together, go how'd you get in here? Where did you come from and and you're in here and and it's it's the rich, the poor, the marginalized, the widow, the sick. But that's hardest. right. It's, that's right. It's everyone. It's it's the Republicans, the Democrats, the M, the Independents, the 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 Libertarians. It's the black. It's the white. It's the Latino. It's black and brown. It's it's not it's not a group that's focused on all of its differences and all of its uniqueness. It's not a group that's focused on well this and that, but it is this blend. It's just an amalgamation of everything that God can imagine. Whatever is in the city, in the community, God has thrown it all together, and there you see God's grace. And hey, I can only man. imagine Barnabas, the son of encouragement, walks in and probably is just himself so encouraged, so fired up, it says he just encouraged him to remain true to the Lord with all their heart. <laughs> Barnabas, you're here to encourage us. I got nothing. Just yeah. keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing, as you were.
1: So. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, uh that was one part that I really wish I had time to go into. And probably if we were indoors, I probably would have included sure. it. But you gotta love Barnabas, kind of scene that again, a Levitical priest. Yes. The boy knew his stuff, but when he saw this. His thoughts immediately go back to that new convert, Mm. Saul. Mm. He goes, You know who would love this? Someone who grew up in a Greek town, someone who grew up with Greek education, who loves the Lord, loves Judaism. He he would love this. Mm. And, you know, I I love, you just got to love how Barnabas. Doesn't put any breaks on it. Go, hey, okay, let me tell you the right way to worship, and yeah. this is how we Jews have done it. I mean, you don't see any of that. It's just like he's just like, you guys got it. This is this is better than what we're doing. Yeah, your songs are different, but hey, you know we're willing to go go with it. Uh, and you just gotta love his heart to kind of go. You know who needs to paint the picture for you? Mm. It's uh, it's it's the Hebrew of Hebrews. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go get him because he was after all, commissioned by the Lord to be the, to be the, the, the apostle for the Gentiles. Um, but uh, yeah, I just love Barnabas. In fact, uh, Barnabas really is my ministry hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's all said and done, I really want really my goal for my ministry. I just want people to go, you know, he reminds me of Barnabas. Mm-hmm. I mean, so for me not to talk about it, I thought was really good self control. Uh, <laughs> That's
0: right. You were, bro, <laughs> but you did a great job covering uh, so much, and uh, we'll have another we'll have another shot at Barnabas a little bit later. So yeah, to- yeah, <laughs> we'll get another shot. Yeah, later. Barnabas is going to get a story told a few different times exactly. coming up here. Well, I thought, bro, great job today. A uh, great job of. Uh, really, um, I think even modeling—you know—this is if you, anyone who's you know—it's easy to preach a sermon or to do a sermon and to almost have too much history in it, you know, and to to end up with a history lesson that you know is good, but it it, it doesn't. But I thought you did a massive job today of giving us historical context on what's going on and then allowing that. To uh, the the you know to allowing your lesson to appropriately go from there. So if you're if you listen to the sermon, if you haven't listened, to it, click on that button below there and listen to the sermon. It's really good. But you'll hear Bill do a little historical lesson, but not too much. Just enough to wet people's appetite, right? But then really get into the text and uh, and help it come to life. So. Bro, I thought it was massive. You always do a great job with that. You strike a healthy balance between, you know, God's word and history. Amen. And thank you for doing that in a brilliant way today. So, <laughs> well, thanks, bro. Uh,
1: you know, park services are so much fun. You yeah. got to keep it short. Uh, but, uh, you know, after Kendall's. Uh, Kindle dropped the mic on us last week. Uh, Yeah. I kind of felt like, well, geez, I can go for it. But, uh, but yeah, so it, so, so great. And I really do hope that, uh, that the verb, you know, we, we talk about the good news and it's a great word, but you know, from here on out, that verb starts getting used for every summary statement uh, that Luke's about to make. And uh, you know, and it's something that I really hope that we, as a church model I hope we can uh, can think of it in terms of where grace is being given, where truth is being shared. That we can actually kind of go, yeah, we we have a word for that. That's
0: gospeling. That's right.
1: That's and right. so, super excited to share that, and uh, look forward to next Sunday with our mission service.
0: Yes, well, mission Sunday next Sunday. If you are, if you've not been with us in person, come on out. Uh, we're having. A, I believe God's been God's taking care of us. People are enjoying the worship service. Uh, I really do feel. A great energy building within our congregation and there is something powerful about being together
1: absolutely you know
0: anyway love you good day uh, thanks for joining us
1: all right good day